Hello, my art teacher friends. This is Ian Sands coming to you with... Oh, man. What am I going to talk about today? Well, it is week one of art anytime, anywhere. We finally got the kids in last week. We had a full week of school, and we're kicking actually going into week two right now. So I just wanted to stop, do a podcast, and let you know what's working, <laughs> what's not working, and some things that are kind of in the neutral, neutral zone there. So without ado, we're going to jump into... Art Anytime, Anywhere, Week 1, What's Working, What's Not Working. Let's go. All right, if you are listening to this podcast, you probably already know all the ins and outs of Art Anytime, Anywhere, Anywhere, Anytime, whichever direction I usually say it in, uh, Anytime, Anywhere. And so if you don't, go back. There's a couple of podcasts where I talk about exactly what we're doing this year. Uh, Really rough, quick overview. We are basically letting the students take art at any time they want to take art, first block, third block, whenever they want, which means our classes are mixed. We have Art 1, in with Art 2, in with Art AP, all of them together in one classroom and we have anywhere we have two studios one is primarily set up for the 3d ceramics and 3d and textiles and the other one is set up more for 2d uh, computer art and acrylic painting so that is the quick overview of what's going on i'm going to jump into what's going on right from how we do it uh, in the classroom how we start our day and just go through and when something's working i'll say that works and if it's not i'll say it's not working and neutral I'll, i'll tell you otherwise so to start off the class We close one of the studios and bring all students into one room. I do have an open space in the middle and tables around. And there are 60 students because there are actually technically two classes going on. So 30 kids uh, a class. So there are 60 going into one room. Luckily, it's a really large room. They are coming into the room, and we are starting off with all the students in one room where we take attendance. Now, the other teacher, Miss Belter, she actually stands up there with a list and just calls out the name, and it is working. I think it's working pretty well. I mean, she's starting to learn the students, so it's easier for her to take attendance. The first day was really, really long because you had to call every kid's name out because we didn't know uh, their names. But now we just, like, see kids and we're like, oh, yeah, you know, Claire, you're here, you know, Renee, you're here, whatever the name is, and just be like, okay, we know they're here. And then we'd be like, is Kyle here? Kyle, I forgot. Kyle, raise your hand. Which one are you? Okay. So it's kind of helping put a little bit of face name recognition together. So I would say that is working. They all get into the room, and we do one of three things. If it's Monday, we talk about a unit. So we present a new unit every Monday. If it is Tuesday, we present a new technique. And if it is Wednesday, we present an artist of the week. All these are done on a big screen, uh, one of those touch fancy smart boards, if you will. It's a big smart board and hooked up to a laptop where all our Google presentations, which by the way, you can get to our Google presentations. I've posted them on on the Facebook, uh, the high school tab group is one and the high school art teachers group. So I have posted them. You can always send me a, an email or uh, isands at bcswan.net and I can send you a link to that if you want to take a look at those prezies. So we present those and I would say that is working. And a couple times the kids started to talk. You got to figure 60 kids in one class all paying attention or maybe not paying attention, but at least being quiet so the people who are paying attention can pay attention. Um, I would say that is working. I think uh, the units go really well. Ms. Belter and I take turns on which one we're going to present. So she does attendance. We take turns on those units, uh, the techniques and artists of the week. So that is working fairly well right now. So we present. And these presentations aren't long. We go through the whole thing and let five to ten minutes tops, right? Not spending a lot of time, just giving an overview. The next thing we do 
is we do announcements. I have a uh, a, a slide I bring up called um, art, uh, art, art Today? What is it called? I don't even remember what it's called. It's called Today in Art. <laughs> I can I could go back and edit that if I want to, but I'm not going to. Today in art, it's called. It says today in art, and each day I update it, and it's sort of announcements. So if there's something not working and I need to make an announcement about it, uh, I, I put it there, and I'll explain one of those in a minute. Uh, and if things are just need to be announced, like we have a Google Classroom where people can go back if they weren't uh, in on Monday and they missed the unit, they can just see the the presentation is in the Google Classroom. We don't give any work in the Google Classroom. It's just a repository for students to go in and, and see what we did that week if they're out for some reason. So, hmm. sip orange juice and we're back. Let's see. That is working. The announcements are working. And now, at this point, we tell the kids they can, we, if you listen to the announcements, you listen to the unit, you may scatter, get out of my face, go into the other studio. Uh, I would say at this moment, this is working. The idea, at least behind the uh, ceramics, textiles, being in one room, acrylic paint to some degree. I'll come back to that in a minute, too. Uh, 2D stuff in the other room. At first, there was some problems, issues with uh, students moving uh, chairs. So uh, I had more than enough chairs because I wanted people to have a seat, right? So I had more than enough chairs in the room. And what I was finding was people were taking those more than enough chairs. And if there was a table that only only hold six, all of a sudden there were nine kids sitting at the table, which uh, makes it difficult for, for a teacher, myself and Ms. Belcher, to get down and talk to each student because they're all clumped up. Um, so that's difficult. And it tends to be less art making and more goofing off when you have big clumps of students. So to solve that not working problem, what I did is I eliminated chairs. Yes, it's true. I threw a whole bunch out in the back of the school. I said, I'm just getting rid of these chairs. I don't want them in the classroom. And there's only 25 chairs in it. There's 30 kids and only 25 seats. Now, there are some stools in the room, so they can they can uh, take a stool if they want and sit at one of the t the higher tables. So I guess technically there are enough chairs, but you can't really pull, pull a stool up to a short table. It just doesn't work. And the next thing we had to say in the announcements that are working, in the announcements I had to post up there, don't move the chairs. If, if there's four seats, if it's a table that holds four chairs, that table, there's only four seats at that. That's it. There's only four people there. If it's a six-seater table and there's six chairs, that's it. If there's, if there's more than that, you need to move on. For the most part, we've been pretty good about that. For the big, clumpy kids, there's been a couple kids I've let work together because they've been working well together. So if I see there's a couple, like I have a couple of girls, that are three of them are probably best friends, and they've been working well together, uh, I just let them stay. That's fine. I probably should break them up, but that would mean one of them would have to be by themselves or find another table when it would might be difficult since there are no issues I let that slide but if I see there's a big clump there's an issue to go along with that another issue with that has been squatting yes especially at the what we call paint table the idea of um, having a table dedicated to painting and you only paint at the paint table and if you're not painting you don't sit at the paint table this is very foreign to our students the concept of centers might work great with elementary kids maybe they move around great high school kids squat so we had to put an end to that as well that was not working Working. Along with them moving the chairs, we just basically had to say, you cannot sit at the paint table unless you are painting. So if you are not painting, get up and go someplace else. And that kind of solved that problem. So that worked. The paint table... Uh, it's starting to work. I'm starting to see it work. I saw kids today that had come in from the other room. They didn't, They wanted, they've been testing us. They've been saying, can I just take some paint in the other room and paint? Or can I bring some beads in from the classroom and work in this one? And we really, uh, we really had to put our foot down and just be like, no. It, it, although some kids did bring beads in today. But uh, we have to put a stop to that. Uh, so there's always little issues with these. But for the most part, um, that's working. I think at this point, the paint table and the ceramic center hasn't been a problem at all. Kids know if they're working on ceramics, they have to be at the ceramic center. So that 
someone's a plus. Brushes have been an issue, but I'm, I assume everybody has problems with brushes. Uh, but being a paint table, I noticed that more kids were kind of just not washing their brushes and just kind of leaving them on the table for the paintbrushes to not even putting them in the sink. You know, at least if you put them in the sink, I can wash them after school or somebody will wash them. But if you just leave them on the table with paint on the brush, the next day they're ruined, right? So I, I had one day where I said, listen, you guys need to make sure you're washing the paintbrushes. The paintbrushes, are, if you leave paint on it, they're drying out. I guess that didn't matter. They didn't listen to my little announcement. And the next day I had like three more dead brushes and I was just like, nope, not going to do it. So I pulled all the brushes off the paint table and I kept a select few of new brushes and I made a little pencil pouches and I put six brushes in each pencil pouch and on the pencil pouch is a number 32, 4, 11, whatever it is. And I said, if you want to paint, you sit at the paint table and if you need brushes, because you do, you may ask me for a paint pouch and I will check it out to you. So you are number four. Here is your paint pouch, number four. There are six brushes in it. You can keep it in your cubby if you're painting for a couple days. When you're done, wash those brushes back. I expect to get six clean brushes back in the pencil pouch. We'll see how it goes for the most part today I got my pencil pouches there was a little mix up at the end I ended up getting more brushes than I originally put out I'm not sure how that happened but I, I guess that's a good thing so I had to actually wash the brushes and resort them because there was some kind of mix up like I said I got new brushes I don't know how that happened but um, I'm gonna keep an eye on it I think for the most part we're gonna make that work um, so back to uh, the kids are all now into their studios. What's not working? Learning names. I'm going to put it in the neutral column. It's a neutral column. At first, I thought this is not working at all because mostly because I was so tired by fourth block. This is so exhausting. And just getting back to school and waking up at six o'clock in the morning and all that stuff is so exhausting uh, that I was having a hard time just sitting down, getting around to every table and learning the names. I'm putting in neutral because I actually am starting. I got really good today. I went around and I wrote some names down and I printed out their photos we have power schools so you can print out photos in power school and it kind of really helps me to i have poor record facial recognition skills to be honest with you i have face blindness but so learning names is always difficult because they all look the same to me but uh i'm trying so i wrote down their names and, and they had their little pictures and they kind of try to put it all together for me so that's in the neutral column i think that's working out better but again we need to as two teachers we need to be moving around going to both classrooms sitting down with each student asking them what they're doing what are you working on how's it going and what's your name by the way <laughs> so that that's getting better okay another thing that's working we had art journals made up think of sketchbooks if you will that had the project matrix in it and uh, a place for thumbnail sketches and the project matrix is a series of four questions uh, if I can remember uh, the first one is the learning target which we put in there so they have they're all pre-selected but they can they can choose from several and, and, and circle one and for the first week I believe it was um, I want to um, develop new skills or I want to build on my old skills or techniques so if they're working in let's say pastel and they worked in pastel before then they're they're building on their skills if they never use pastels they're learning a new skill so that's fine they circle their learning target then if they watch a video tutorial which I'll talk about in a minute on Tuesdays, we ask them, we have a website, theartportal.weebly.com. That's theartportal.weebly.com, where we have week one, week two, week three, and week four under Explore. If you go to that website, you'll see it. Uh, and each one of those weeks, I have selected, pre-selected YouTube videos that relate to the unit. So, for example, today, yesterday's unit 
Uh, this week's unit was architecture, was one of the units, uh, one of the nine. And uh, today I talked about perspective as their technique. So they can go to the explore page week two and there will be some YouTube tutorials on doing different types of linear perspectives so they can just watch them and learn them if they're deciding to do a building and want to do it correctly in linear perspective. So the art journal gives them a space to write about that in that second box. The third box of that is we asked them at the end of the week, what did you create? Basically, what did you do this week, right? You, did, you uh, circled a learning target, so <laughs> how'd you meet that goal? And then the last box is we asked them to reflect basically what worked well, what didn't work well, how could you improve it next time? So that is all in the art journal along with space for thumbnail sketches. And I would say that's in the working box for the most part. We got really pretty smart, clever remarks in those when we asked those questions. People, the students really thought about what they were going to write. Now, having said that, there were some people who just wrote one or two words in each box. So in the announcements on Monday or the earlier this week, I actually had to say, look, and I'll, re I'll reiterate this on Friday. I had to say, look, look at, I actually took pictures of some of the pages and I was like, look at this page, look how this person filled this out. And I showed a good one and look how it's complete sentences. And I said, some people only wrote one or two words. So if you only wrote one or two words, not complete sentences, we, we accepted it this week, last week, we accepted it and gave you a grade for that. But if you try to pull it off next week without full sentences, um, sorry, that's not gonna fly and we will just sit marketing complete. So I think that's in the working column. I think for the most part, I was pretty satisfied with what I saw. Hopefully that will continue and improve this week since I've mentioned well, that showed, demonstrated what we are actually looking for. Um, they should all know what to do. And the thumbnails boxes, are really working pretty well too. Kids don't really know what to do and are intimidated maybe by getting up and getting a piece of paper, but opening up that journal and having just a little square box where they could draw a little building, <laughs> a little house <laughs> and with pencil, um, it's not intimidating. So they all are doing that and then I can come around or Ms. Belzer can go around and say, hey, what, which thumbnail sketch do you like? And that's a great opening little discussion you can have. And if they like point to a building one, you can be like, well, did you look up a linear perspective tutorial or have you tried using watercolor? What if you did this? This would look great in watercolor and kind of push them into, you know, stepping out of their comfort zone, getting out of that sketchbook and those thumbnails. So that is in the working box. Well, tutorials. So I mentioned tutorials. I'm going to put that in the neutral box. Um, and the reason I say is because I'm not sure. Well, I would say this for the students who are doing it. It's really working. I'm seeing some great tutorials getting completed. The kids who are going in, looking at, at tutorial video tutorials and following along are just doing a really great job. And I think in learning some new skills and improving on it. The reason it's in the neutral box is I don't feel everyone is really doing that. Um, they're all, they all have Chromebooks and are supposed to bring their Chromebooks to school. I don't see Chromebooks sitting on each table. So this might be something we need to address, especially next week in the announcements and just make sure on Tuesday you have your Chromebook and you're working and doing a tutorial. So I think that's important. So like I said, neutral, the ones who are doing it are doing a great job. The ones who aren't doing it, um, but the, it's not like they aren't working. Hopefully they're still doing sketches and going on and making the art. They're just kind of bypassing the watching of the video. Um, let's see. So, so overall, like I said, the project matrix is working. We asked for that on Friday. What we actually asked them to do, and this was a little confusing, was to first we were going to go around and we'll look on the table. Just, Can you put your project matrix on the table and we'll come around and check it before you leave. And then towards the end of the day, I was like, I didn't get to like even half of them. I got to one, to be honest. I like thought, I looked at one and marked it down in my book and I was like, this is not going to work. So I said to Ms. Belter, I said, why don't we just get a box? 
They can throw them in a box. During our planning period on Monday, we can just go through them. I didn't think it was going to work as well as it did. But on Monday, I sat there with the boxes, and Ms. Belter sat there at the uh, at, at Power School, and I basically said, oh, you know, the person's name. I'd open it up. I'd look at their project matrix, and I'd be like, yeah, good. Good to go. Good to go. Up. Oh, didn't turn in their book. Didn't turn in the book. Good to go. Good to go. Good to go. And it went through really quick. She popped in the grades while I was looking at the books, and that one really went swimmingly. So that is on the working side. The last thing um, we asked them to do on Friday is Seesaw. We set up Seesaw for each class, only three classes, so there are 60 kids in each. But I would say we gave them, uh, we do it with the code, the, uh, the QR code. So I printed out QR codes uh, for everybody, and I had them ask them to glue it in their journal. Now, I've noticed not everybody did that because there were an awful lot of little pieces of QR code paper sitting around the table last week when I gave them out. So some people this Friday are going to have a hard time trying to figure out how to get to the seesaw, but uh, that's on them because I handed it to them and I handed them glue and said, glue this into your art journal. So hopefully the ones that did won't have a problem. But I will say most nobody had a problem with Seesaw. That was probably, we got more Seesaws than we, and then we got our journal Project Matrixes is, is, is back. So we got pretty much all the Seesaw, pretty much all the Seesaws all filled up. And that brings us just about to the end of the week. The last thing I would say that went, and I'm going to put it in the worked column, was grades. Because as I just mentioned, we were able to pop in the grades while I was sitting there. I was able to go through Seesaw, the same thing. I opened up Seesaw, Miss Belter had the grade book open, and I just looked at Seesaw and was like, yep, they got it in there. Yep, they got it in there. Yep, they got it in there. She was able to punch in the numbers. And the grade really reflected the kids, what their work was. Actually, to be honest with you, it came out as a pretty fair grade to everybody. Those people who didn't turn things in did not receive good grades those people did everything were swim did great and got good grades so it worked out the way it was supposed to i think we'll see some improvement on people who turn in project matrixes this week i hopefully they will use complete sentences and i think even the few people who didn't see so will probably realize well some of them actually went back and did it already so i think we're going to see 100 percent participation in CISO. so that was <laughs> week one art anytime anywhere I'll try to come back maybe next week and tell you if we have any more problems. So far, so good. (laughs) Now get out there and make some artists. (laughs) 